check out this guy. Um, the podcast where we say sometimes you should do super self-indulgent thing. And if someone calls it bad, you simply say, nah, uh, I'm over you and my pronouns are they, he, she. I'm more, my pronouns are they, he, and uh, I can't wait to uh, talk about uh the themes that show up in my writing all the time and <laughs> aka talk for me talk about being trans for six hours <laughs> hi i'm spike and my pronouns are whatever these mofos decide to call me and <laughs> hey people kept on saying my character meant i was trans um without even asking me that is rude. Mm. That is something that I'm going to say is like, I know that was like something that we accidentally did to you, but that is something where it's like, hey, some people aren't ready to come out and that's totally okay. But um, sometimes themes in your writing you do look back on and you're like, wow, I understand why I'm at this point now. And it's <laughs> not just being trans, obviously, but like, you know, that's a big one that shows up in like a lot of our works just because eh. <laughs> yeah. you I know mean, so so like like similarly i was watching star trek earlier today mm-hmm. and i was commenting about it's like oh never before have i watched star trek the original series and actually noticed uh the extremely gay subtext Yeah, right. So some of this is going to be retrospective. Some of this is going to be like, oh, we're still doing this because it's fun and Mm -hmm. I want to play a character that acts silly and does fun stuff. Um, So yeah, I think we're going to like generally call this like uh, themes and like themes that show up in our work and like personal call outs or yeah. to ourselves, uh-huh. you know, like, or something along those lines, you know, the title might be different. Uh-huh. And, uh, the title will be whatever is funniest. <laughs> whatever yeah. we say that is the most batshit insane. Mm-hmm. So true. But, um, yeah. So who does anyone have like, a burning passion to go and like call out something in their shit first. I kind of crickets. Look, <laughs> um, look, I have an easy one. Um, I freaking love mixing magic and like high tech sci-fi shit. Oh, you're so correct for doing that. Um, that that's that's the easy one. The other thing is, hey. Um, Morg, you, 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 you've played in multiple games now and, and you know multiple, multiple of my OCs. I sure like to make lonely characters, don't I? <laughs> mm-hmm. You like to make characters that, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Lonely or like have a lot of solitariness to them. Whether they enjoy it or not, it depends on the character. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is the Spindle episode we did sure had a very lonely guy who was very <laughs> high tech in a magical world, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like like I can't help but uh get on my bullshit. And do you have an idea why you like the magic and the high tech stuff together? It's just fun. It's just cool. 
for me, it's usually like character traits of myself or like movies that I saw that were like, that became core memories that I keep bringing yeah. with me in my OCs. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's because I'm sure that particular thing is probably because I grew up on Star Wars. Oh, that'll do it. Do you? That'll definitely do it. Like, uh, like you can talk. Me. <laughs> wait, wait. These are self call outs, not calling out each other. Well, I kind of did. Sorry. Like, call you out a little bit. I was just like, you do uh, like solitary characters. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Uh, this could also be like, <laughs> if you have something to call out, I want to know like what you think my shit is because you know I've uh-huh. only seen like two Star Trek, uh, Star Warses. Yes, we fucking talked about this earlier. I so know that's, my... that's why I said it. Where did my science and fantasy mixture come from? Who knows? But you like um, that author Ursula Ursula Le Guin? Yeah, I do like Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah, so that's you know part of it. I need to read more of her stuff though. But um, I, I've I've only read one thing of hers, and I didn't care for the writing style, and kind of bounced off. Oh, that happens sometimes. But that was over twenty years ago. That's what happened when I was younger. I read Earthsea when I was a kid, and I did not like it. I read Earthsea again, like maybe like two, three years ago, and I loved it actually. But um. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of media, even if I haven't, like, yeah, I, I guess I, for, in my own stuff, it, like, fantasy sci-fi stuff comes up a lot because I'm in those kind of spaces. Like, even if I am not Star Warsing myself, mm-hmm. I'm still, like, in that, in that media sphere of people who like it, even when I, um, you know, and a, a lot of, um, you know, I went through phases where uh, some of that stuff was, like, mixed together a lot. Like, you see, you know, really, like, advanced tech mm-hmm. and, like, the, you know, the difference between, like, technology and magic for, like, how advanced it is and stuff yeah. is, like, a whole thing. But a whole, like, sufficiently advanced mm-hmm. magic. But, like... um I- Any sufficiently studied magic is indistinguishable from science. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I also went through a phase where I was into stuff that was a little bit, like, like, steampunky, I guess. Ooh. But, like, I didn't really read any of those books. It was just, like, stuff that I was, like, involved with online that was, mm-hmm. like, people were into that stuff. And, like, I'm kind of, like, really lukewarm on it now, but I feel like there is a lot of... um like old science mixed with like weird magic shit in that stuff because they just like to there's like this interaction that goes on with like a weird flying pirate ship (laughs) i like the visual of steampunk but i don't think i've really interacted with it a lot you know what did it for me? It was um, it was uh, Treasure Planet, the Disney movie. <laughs> it was Treasure Planet. A core memory for a lot of people, yeah. 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 Um, I have something related to this, but I, I think um, Elvira should, should bring up a topic first. I should bring up a topic first. Um, a thing that I realized uh, only when I stopped doing it. 
uh, is that I made a lot of angry characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for people who haven't known me that long as a teenager, I had a lot of pent-up rage because, you know, I was closeted and I didn't even realize it myself. And I um, had a lot of rage that I had nowhere to go with. Um, And then you start bottling that up and you I had to relearn that I'm allowed to be angry because uh, for a large part I was super aggressive towards people like I'm not very strong but it's not never a good thing to actually hit people uh, which is what I did do so I I went through a phase where I was super non-aggressive and and literally never showed any kind of negative emotion and I made a lot of OCs that expressed that emotion in my stead Uh, and looking back at the ones from that time I wouldn't change it about them um and I still do it sometimes whenever I make a D&D character I notice that I like to be like "Ooh, strength I want to max that out because I want them to be very strong and I want them to be able to hit stuff without consequences um, and I think this is one of the healthiest coping mechanisms I've ever had because they did teach me to be normal anger, normal, normal angry again. Yeah, I, I do have a number of characters who are, I'm, I'm going to say fairly violent. Mm-hmm. Dorothy is not one of them, Mork. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. You know, Lucy thinks that is maybe Snape. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's like I'm I'm very pacifistic um, in real life, so it is a fun uh, escape that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a long string of characters that were like kind of like impulsive especially um my earliest like tabletop characters were very like um you know chaotic aligned very like oh i want to touch the thing that i'm told not to and that's like Mm -hmm. you know that's like normal Mm -hmm. to play as like a character like that but i like sometimes went to points of like extremes because i felt like i wasn't maybe so able to express that normally because i felt like it was weird to just want to like be all zany and you know i it was a lot of like channeling my undiagnosed attention (laughs) disorder into a character to be kind of like more hyperactive and like chatty than like I was in my day to day. I also like, there was a lot of, um, I mean, my experiences with like D and D that's why I said Mm -hmm. like chaotic, but, um, a lot of charisma casters. So a lot of like, even if they were kind of like, they were like face of the party, but they weren't necessarily like a kind face of the party. They were like, you know, the bards, the thieves, the, mm-hmm. you know. I, I am taking part of what you just said uh, and filing it away for later self-examination. 
Sure. I mean, there's something about that. And like, I, I have like gone outside of those characters. I, I have, I'm not actually playing like any like hyperactive characters at the moment, but that's because they're all NPCs in my Eidolon game. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the games that uh, we play together, mm-hmm. I sure like making up characters that are kind of unfathomable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I especially like subjecting Morg to them. <laughs> you look at Morg and you say, "Yeah, yeah, we want to confuse that. That's gonna, that's gonna, gotta be incomprehensible." Yes. But it's also because I also sometimes do stuff like that. Yeah. Would, would, <laughs> would you would you be willing to kind of describe how um, how Troy and Tim uh, came across to you? Um. Well, when I was trying to understand Troy, aka Destroyer. <laughs> uh huh. Um. Troy is, I mean, they're both, like, kind of other dimensional beings that look just like regular dudes, if you just look at them for a second. Yeah. Except taller. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They kind of have, like, an energy to them of being, like... I compare. I think it was because I was also listening to Doctor Huh, but I was like, is this kind of a doctor situation? And you were like... Uh, kind of and i was like okay they're like kind of a super advanced being they're like alien and it could be alien in the sense of like another world but it could also just be like alien to everyone who isn't them um they kind of are like really powerful and have like really really specific things that they want to accomplish like troy is really focused on collecting data information of any kind sometimes at the detriment of other people <laughs> there's infinite people yeah what, what's yeah. it matter yeah he, he's a little uh it's got that like blue and orange morality sort of vibe going on there where it's like you can't He's not malicious, but he's also not trying to be helpful a lot of times. And it was unusual that he helped my character. Yeah. So so for Elvir and the audience, um, mm-hmm. these are from a race of people um, that exist in in a dimensionality that that's more than than three dimensions. <laughs> Um, like they are, they are literally higher dimensional beings. So like all you see of them is basically the shadow they cast upon what we would consider the real world. Yeah. Like an avatar, which, which which is also kind of why they are, um, are, are kind of like tall stretched out versions of short races. I did not even clock that immediately. I'm going to be honest with Uh you. Oh, I, oh! I I worked backwards on that one. Yeah, you just were like, "Uh, Troy is a tall kobold. Oh, kobolds are short normally. What if I do tall halfling?" Oh no, I'm not the one. Like, I actually worked backwards from the tall halfling that uh, 
I think, Dan established. Oh, you're so right. This is kind of a jumping off point from, like, just, like, kind of a background event of, like, a funny drawing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) more or less. And you're like, what if they were real? And what if I confused Morg's character with them? Uh Uh-huh. Made them realize that they were maybe also another dimensional being. That is amazing. That's how it should be. Yes. <laughs> All my OCs are super fluid. I've cha- I've got one OC who's gone through like so many changes. There's no two pieces of art that look the same. Hell yeah. Is there any that you've talked about on the podcast that are like that? Um, yeah, Lens has changed a lot. I talked about how the first time I came up with him, he was like uh, the extra male character that I thought all media should have. Um, you thought what? All, all media should have like a boy and a girl, right? That's how it worked. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember. Yeah. I didn't know they had specific roles. I didn't get that far, but uh, he started out as super basic, just looking like me, like most of my OCs. Um, and then I gave him a lot of eyes. And then at a certain point, I made him purple. And then I did the thing that I do with all my OCs at some point, um, is when I finally find some reference, because I can only draw from reference. Um, and a lot of the references that you can find online are from thin people. Um, and I don't want to unbox uh, all the reasons why that is. But also, like, full disclosure, I am also a very thin person. So when I draw something based on pictures of myself, they're also going to be thin. And I actually have some issues with that sometimes. So um, lenses, every single time I draw, I'm getting a bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Um, He's doing so great. Um, I can't wait for... I can't wait to draw, like, a genuinely fat drawing of lens i think that's gonna make me so happy and i found a super good reference website and i have the login for it now so that's yeah. um that's something that is also a thing that i often do i start super thin i end up hating the fact that the character is super thin because i have issues with that myself um mm. and then i draw them a bit bigger is this what we call character growth it's what we call character. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Literally. Also, like, it makes <sighs> sense. Lens steals eyes. He, he needs more space to put the eyes on. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's fun. You're like, I need more, like, s- space on my body. Yeah. <laughs> S- slaps hood. You can fit so many eyes in this you one. You can fit so many eyes in this boy. I feel like eyes... Multiple eyes. Isn't that something that comes up in your art, too, sometimes? Like, more than just on Lance? It's a very recent thing. Um, okay. Because all my every single thing I do comes from a thing that I hate about myself. Um, because I'm trying to get to a place of acceptance, and I'm doing exposure therapy for myself. Um, so I have a fucked up eye. And in my previous oh. job... One of my colleagues thought it was super okay to mention that every once in a while. Just like, hey, Elvid, your eye's weird. Like, thank you. 
I know. Um, and that's sort of when Lens started getting more eyes. And then I got obsessed with it. And now I'm super into eye horror. And I want to draw all my characters with fucked up eyes. Okay. I didn't realize it actually came from like that. It's pretty recent. I don't think I knew y'all um, when it started. I feel like a lot of my characters have like little demony bits. Mm-hmm. And I don't fully know why, but like my son my like persona does, my uh current fellowship character does. Uh I like to play tieflings. I like to um accessorize characters with like fun like demon wings and tails and stuff, you know, like the the thin tail with the little triangle on it, if I'm trying to be cutesy about it. Um, I don't know where that comes from exactly, other than, like, there's a lot of media with cartoon demons and stuff in it. Like, I never had, like, a that much of uh, it's weird, because then I'm also like, oh, like, angels show up, too. Am I like, but I'm, like, not Christian? <laughs> well, th- those aren't even Christian angels anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> but they, like, it's almost like sometimes the, like, anime version of Christianity shows up in my my media. So I have, like, instead of, like, actual symbology, I'm like, oh, wow. This fucking crazy looking thing is... An angel, and oh wow, everything came from. It's probably Evangelion's fault. Let's be real. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, I forgot that some people aren't raised Christian. I was like, yeah, of course, you know, everybody knows about the fucked up angels, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, it's not a general we know thing. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was raised Christian, so I was like, "Yeah, but angels are fucked up." Obviously, they are. Not, not, not wanting to go down a tangent here, but uh, now I'm thinking of Saint Youngman. Don't know what that is. It's an anime. Yeah. I, I don't know it that well, but I know it exists. It, it, it's Jesus is in that. Yeah, it's anime Jesus and Buddha <laughs> and their friends. Oh, I do know that one. I just didn't know the name. I never watched it. Yeah, yeah. But it looked like fun. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like, I, th- I think it's, like, that, but also, like, a combination of, like, old rubber hose cartoons with, like, their silly little demons with pitchforks and stuff that just, <laughs> like, it influenced mm-hmm. a lot of my imagery of, like, What's a funny character that's also cute, but maybe a little devilish? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can literally make them devilish. <laughs> um, and also just, like, tieflings are cool, and there's, like, a whole, like, history of using... Well, I mean, people have talked about it mostly with in regards of, like, D&D tieflings, where, like, people like to play those because they're, like originally humans that were like kind of kicked out of like their places because they have demony features and there's a lot of like queer and racial subtext there that I think is very interesting that I'm not qualified to talk about <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like oh yeah I'm gay of course I like tieflings <laughs> <laughs> 
I like spooky, scary stuff. Yeah, you do. And, and we're almost to October. I know. Very exciting stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a call out. It's not specifically for um OCs, but like I don't actually like Halloween all that much. Oh damn. Because the dressing up part, oh my favorite bit. Um having to be constantly on my toes because um everything online could be a death trap. Um and people are trying to scare me. I hate that. Do not live for jump scares and Halloween. I feel like a lot of people are like, "Yeah, that's a free pass for jump scares." Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. So similar to something you mentioned, uh, growing up, uh, my family did not do Halloween, so like I basically never got to dress up or anything. So it's like this magical thing that I never got to experience. The the child version of it is super fun. So 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 I am so I am now a fan. <laughs> I like the um specific I, I like the mix of like cutesy stuff, but I also like horror movies, but mm-hmm. not the jump scares online. Like I wanna be prepared for that kind of thing. You need a good build up. Yeah. I I need I at least I need a good build up. I love uh, some horror, but I dislike most horror movies because I don't like jump scares. I'll I'll never make a character that does super unexpected things. Um all my characters are see-through. You know exactly what they're going to do at any given time. I have a lot of um problems with the term elevated horror, but I know that a lot of movies that are labeled as that tend to have less jump scares in them. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. That's like a media podcast conversation that I would actually like to have at some point. But um, that's, I, I agree with you is pretty much what I'm saying is that like, I like creepy stuff. I like scary stuff. I don't like to be this close to shitting my pants because something <laughs> jumped out at me. True. Yeah. I don't want to do the washing after watching a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, uh, does anyone else have um, a theme to bring up? Hmm. I think, because uh, if no one else has, I'll just go again. Yeah. Um, no. I'm, I'm, I sort of do what Spike does that I make lonely characters but i make them with the explicit purpose to give them a found family sort of vibe um and also another thing that i didn't notice until uh i started not doing it and i was like huh um the at the beginning when i made these lonely characters um i made them outsiders from society but for like non-existent reasons within that society for super dumb mm-hmm. stuff that would be easily solvable and I'm making like finger brackets as I say that um what I mean is I didn't make tieflings um that are obviously outcasts or cursed beings uh that that got cast out of society and that people hate because look at them you can clearly see I just made guys that people hated. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry people hate you, but I'm going to fix it somehow. And then only later was like, I'm going to give people reasons to hate these guys. 
I I think for me, it's um, to, to combine a, a couple or a few of these together. I I think I really like the idea of like the edge lord with <laughs> the heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, my absolutely. god. Any piece of media that has one of those, I'm like, yes, instant fave. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, well, l- let me let me introduce you to like nearly the entire stable of my OCs. I'm uh, <laughs> walking around. I've got the audio guide in my ear. I'm taking pictures. I'm taking selfies. I'm ooing and aahing the entire time. I like that. Like. Uh sometimes the characters pretend they don't have a heart of gold though mm-hmm. mm. i feel like that happens in your stuff not to call you <laughs> not to oh, no 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 uh please please like i think it's very funny when i get called out so please please just <laughs> just do the call out name specifics if you like um i was like specifically thinking of how like xenu thinks like She's still, like, so fucking edgy, and she's like, I don't care about anyone unless it's Gilly, and it's like, well, uh-huh. that's enough, because Gilly's a very nice person and cares <laughs> yes. about a lot of people, so that's okay. Oh, um, <laughs> you, you, need, you need to go, if you can find it, and look at the text RP we did um, between Gilly and Xenu about kind of... Um, her own self-reflection you you would probably really like it but basically it was her 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 going to gilly and be like hey like i am a piece of shit and these are all the reasons why and like i am self-conscious about it um so maybe you should not trust me like you do because i am not a good person this is what I'm saying. She's yeah. like, I'm not a good person, but it's like, okay, but you did save the world, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, no, this this was before saving the world. Sure. Yeah. It's just funny, because I feel like she still feels that way sometimes. Yeah, well, she was also kind of hung up on the fact that uh, she was worried that she maybe broke Gilly. Be- oh. Because she... Because she did had, because she had taught uh, Gilly how to be mean and manipulative of people. I, I like to make characters that are like per, like they 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 pretend to be more happy go lucky than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, which like I feel like is very like yeah okay the like more you're probably putting on a face but at the same time it feels notable sometimes because it's like i do it even if i'm not happy at the moment like even if i am like deep in like depression like sometimes i'll still want to play a character like that because I feel like it helps me, like, kind of get out of it a little bit. Be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I can yeah. be, like, this goofy asshole for, like, two, three hours or whatever. And then even if I don't have energy later, it'll be worth it to be like, oh, I played that. I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking tabletop again. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I haven't written no, in a while. No, but I get it. Um, It's so valid to be like, oh... I don't want to get into this character because it'll make me sad. And also I want to get into this character because I want to 
express some feelings. Right, and that's why sometimes I'll play, you know, like if I am playing more serious characters and stuff, like it's still nice to do that because then I can be like more self-reflective and stuff. But, um, and that, like a lot of, a lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I just end up playing myself, like, without intending to. And mm-hmm. that also, like, will show up in characters of mine in stories. Like, it happens way more in tabletop games, sure. But, um, like, the, the, the characters I talked about on here, like, in some ways I'm like, oh, okay, like, the the person with like the shadowy venom person inside them and Kata, like they're kind of like the more like hyperactive version of me like the more like energetic like pretending to be a shonen protagonist but not very good at it kind of section and then like tenacity the like alien tiefling guy wow another tiefling huh wow Okay, um, showed up and is like, oh, I'm gonna be like the snarky asshole that you liked to pretend that you were when you were like in high school, even though you aren't actually very good at being sarcastic, but you liked <laughs> to do it anyway. <laughs> that is so valid. You just listen. It's fun to play characters that you may have grown out of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of characters that I'm like, oh, they're slightly evil. I I am so bad at being slightly evil. They always end up doing nice things, uh, but mm-hmm. I swear, I swear they're evil though. Um, they do many bad things. They would do a murder, but also they'll feel a bit. I'll, I'll feel a bit bad about it, and then my OC feels a bit bad about it. Mm-hmm. That was actually a genuine problem for me in like a tabletop game because I had an alternate version character. It's a whole fucking thing. I need to talk about that game on this because it's actually like extremely good. But um, there was an alternate universe version of my character who was evil and could play an evil instrument that no one else could but I was always like this close to playing them as being neutral or even good. And I was, and my DM was like, you can't do that or we'll have to change your alignment. And I'm like, fuck, I hate this game. (laughs) (laughs) That's not why I don't play D&D now, but that is a big reason. I'm just like, ah, it's so restrictive. I'm changing. I'm growing as a person. Let me grow as a person. I've never used alignment in D&D. I ignored that. No, so, so like, I'm very much of the belief, uh, like, I don't like D&D, I don't want to play it, but I'm very mm-hmm. much of the align, uh, of the belief that alignment, that's the wrong way to use alignment. Alignment is some, is a tool for the player to look at and say, okay, I don't know what to do. Here is something to be a guideline for me. Mm. Using it the opposite way, I think, is wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I mean, that's why I like, you know, motivations and stuff and, like, other games that use, like, uh, goals or uh, whatever it's called. Agendas. Agendas, yes, thank you. 
Because then it's like, oh, this is literally a guideline. Mm-hmm. And you can still ignore it. <laughs> if you have an idea, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But if it's goals, you can you can have your goals grow when you reach it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's more fun that way to me. Because I also... D&D is my least favorite RPG um, system. Because of a lot of reasons. Yeah, I had a whole conversation about this recently because people are you know uh not to a lot of people are playing Baldur's Gate now so it's kind of back in the D&D's back in the conversation and I think it's really cool that people are like I want to play a game a tabletop game for the first time it's gonna be this one fine great yeah I'm still in two D&D campaigns because I still love playing with friends and sometimes that's what yeah. friends want to run, you know? Like, yeah. If my, like, best friend is like, hey, I want to run a fucking game, I'm not going to be like, sorry, I won't fucking do it. <laughs> I'm going to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to play fucking Bard or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm going to play another Charisma Caster. I'm going to be a fucking Paladin this time, who's still a Charisma Caster. I'm a Farter Dwarf. How many Dwarfs have I played? Don't worry about it. Simply don't think about it. Right. Like, <laughs> I like to play, like, real short and real tall guys, too. That's another call-out. I like I to play, play real only short and sh- real tall guys. I play only the short guys. At, at a certain point, I had to be like, oh, you cannot make another dwarf just because you think it's the coolest fantasy race. You gotta, you gotta move on. You gotta make something else. And then I made a tabaxi. Nice. You're like, I'm going to make a furry this time. <laughs> I'll just be furry, okay? If I can't be a short rock, I'll be a tall furry. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question for Morg. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when, you, when you make custom characters in video games, do you, do you set the sliders all the way to the end? A lot of times, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun. It's just fun uh-huh. to see. Yes. It often is. I'm like, yeah, dude. I want to play this real short motherfucker. I'm going to be a gnome. Let's go. Um, or I'm going to be like, you know, I mean, trouble is huge. Like, they're not huge, but they're like, they're not huge in the sense of like being huge tabletop character wise, but they're big. They're big ogre for a reason. Because I like playing uh-huh. big. I've played like <laughs> two or three gnomes. I like to play real short guys. I played orcs, you know? I play. I, there was a short, like, uh, two. It was supposed to be like a one shot. It ended up being like two sessions of, like, where I was a bugbear. Like, I was a big old bugbear. <laughs> like. I, I am so proud of Treble for punching someone so hard their uh, soul popped out. No, Arla did that. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> Trouble has punched someone's soul so hard that it no. cracked. Kind of. No. My God. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. Also, I. Yeah, that was yesterday. Even. Um. But Treble did like like that was the immediate follow up to to Treble punching. Um. Although Treble did punch them so hard that they became tangible. Yes. They used their shadow powers to make a light being 
tangible and punched them because they deserved it. Yes. <laughs> this is a real thing that happened. Sorry, sorry, like, like it all got mixed up in my brain, so <laughs> apologies to everyone. A lot of punching happened. Uh-huh. I, I want to talk about trouble so bad on this stupid podcast. Uh, this podcast isn't stupid. Let, let's do it soon. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> simply pencil it in in our super strict schedule. But we have to, like, talk about the other campaign fully first. We have to bring... No, we don't. Do we not? <laughs> no, we don't. We have okay. no rules. The only okay. rule is that we should have fun with it. Yes. I want to talk about trouble. I love them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Banui. Oh, this is maybe a, a fun question to ask because you said them. Do you guys um have a specific gender that you tend to choose for your characters? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You want to elaborate, Spike? Oh, oh um, yeah. Um, well, if it's not obvious already, uh, almost all my uh, characters are women. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tabletop characters-wise, I will almost always default to the character being non-binary in some capacity. I've played non-binary characters that just use they-them pronouns. I've used they-he pronouns. I've used, um, less recently, but I played um, a non-binary orc woman who used they-she pronouns. I'd like to make more women tabletop characters, but it was a, it was kind of a hurdle for me. As someone who has had that whole people thinking I'm a woman thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, understandable. Uh, characters that I've designed in stories. Um, it was a lot of when I was like first starting out, like middle schoolish, maybe a little. Um, it was a lot of like tomboy girls and like overly emotional boys <laughs> i guess mm, and yeah. looking back Good. i'm like mm, okay yeah um part of it you know is the whole non-binary thing sure but a lot of it is that when i was growing up a lot of my favorite characters were boys because in a lot of like cartoons there was like one girl character and they were like eh Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, their character trait is girl. Their yeah. character trait is girl. Uh, and then I watched Avatar The Last Airbender and I was like, oh, there's more than just girl. There's <laughs> and Katara who rock. This is also where I was introduced to character who who is a bad guy, but actually has a heart of gold and is good and is redeemed and shit. We all love Zuko, Zuko yeah. <laughs> I was so normal about Zuko growing up. I didn't have a weird obsession with him at all. No. <laughs> so, like, after, like, seeing more, you know, I would start making more, like, women characters, but I still felt a little weird about it. And then I was like, oh, it's because I see myself in these characters and I'm mm-hmm. conflicted about gender stuff. I see. I understand now. Um... I'm actually having an easier time now running, uh, 
like the Eidolon game that I've brought up, I think, before on this, that um, Spike is playing Dorothy in, where, like, I have, like, men and women characters, and they're just kind of, that's just, like, a, a fact about them that's not, like, a lot of times it doesn't mean a lot, but, like, it will. Like, sometimes it contributes a lot to, like, who they are because of who they perceive themselves as. Like, it's really important for one of my characters, Laurel, to be, like, I'm a butch lesbian woman. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a woman, or at least woman-adjacent enough to be, like, I'm a lesbian. You know, that whole conversation, I don't want to get into that. But, like, she's like, this is me. And then, like... You know, characters like I was like, oh yes, I want to make the surprise sibling that Dorothy has a boy for a couple different reasons. That was like kind of on purpose, but also kind of just came up because I was like, well, Dorothy's whole idol on situation is named after uh, David Bowie, and there's. Major Tom, and so I was like, well, Tom, I could make Tom non-binary, but I was like, no, I'm just gonna make him a guy. He's just a guy. To fill in the audience, uh, Dorothy, or Dory, um, her, her, her Eidolon is named Hunky. Yeah. This is the album that, uh, Changes is on. Yes. Which, which relates to what her Eidolon power is. Yeah. Which will be a whole nother episode. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, boy. Someday. <laughs> One day. So so much gaming to be done. So little time. Yeah. And that's why I haven't written, because I'm gaming too much. I don't have time to write. <laughs> that's why I have made zero progress on the polyamorous road trip that I talked about when I was like, what if I wrote more of this? No, I've made zero progress, audience. I'm so sorry to disappoint everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna meet up with a friend every Tuesday and talk about what we've written, uh, and we've not done that a single Tuesday this entire holiday. That's bom, how it bom. is. Uh, I think I have a pretty similar experience as you had, more in terms of gender for my characters. Uh, when I started playing D&D, I made a lot of female characters and I always ended up being like, I don't want to play this character anymore. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and uh, even now, I, I never make humanoid women. Um, if I play a female character, it's always like um, a monster or like in Mouseguard, I played uh, a female character. Like it can't be... It can't be human because then then I'll look at it and be like, mm, no, no, I don't want to be that. I don't want to pretend to be that. Um, but it, I'm fine with it if it's if it's like a mouse or a werewolf that is permanently transformed, apparently. And other than that, I do I I make more non-binary binary ones than than guys. Yeah. I'm kind of at that level too. I, I definitely, especially if I'm like in a group where I'm like, I don't know how easily it will be for these people to switch back and forth between. Oh yeah. Ones. I'm very likely to be like, I use they them. So does my character. It's just easier that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I actually I I had a lot of campaigns that would started before I came out. Um, so it's more like uh, I started. 
Uh, and then at some point, I was like, you know how you call my character, Daydam? Um, and then you accidentally called them she. Yeah, that made me super sad. And also, could you stop calling me she for a bit? Mm-hmm. Um, um, you'll be surprised to, to know, listener, that uh, that's never been a problem. Uh, people are, tend to be super nice about it. In my entire gaming career, I've only had one time that I was like, this is making me super uncomfortable. I will remove myself from the situation. Um, and other than that, never has anyone been like, no, why would we do that? No. Um, so I also, Dorothy, I um, I accidentally misgendered a character and then turned it into a character trait for Dorothy. Yeah, we like, oh, no. made sure that it was okay first with the player. That was like, hey, is this like... <laughs> yeah, that's something you should communicate about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're, we're like, like, she was not intentionally misgendering. She just got it wrong. She's just like, I don't know, this dude sucks at being a human anyway, so... <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's like, oof. Dorothy, your 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 ideas of gender is very interesting, and your ideas of humanhood, I guess, is also very interesting. It's like, yeah, she she might not be bad. She might not be good at those things herself. So fucking valid. <laughs> She's had quite a quite a past. I love that we can just make super self-indulgent silly characters um i feel like at a certain point um i'm i'm an avid fan fiction reader we know this about me i read so many fanfics um i remember when i started reading fanfic uh, that there was a lot of like my character is not a mary sue or um i don't read that fanfic because the main character has been like it's too powerful uh and the self-insert sucks um and now that I am older and wiser, I am here to say to all those people who made those very cute Mary Sue's, you were correct. You had <laughs> galaxy brain. You were years ahead of me. That was something when I was like 13, posted my first like fanfic. It was like a <laughs> Pokemon fanfic. I made a character. She was like, you know... It, sort of a Mary Sue, I guess. Like, she was just kind of a Pokemon trainer insert person. And someone was like, oh, you know, someone, like, s sent a review that was like, yeah, this girl is close to being uh, Mary Sue. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't swear when I was 13, so. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. Do y'all think we've come around in society and have become more accepting um, uh, of the Mary Sue-esque <sighs> characters? I don't think so, but I think I've surrounded myself with people who are yeah about it. Yeah, so so I, I have an argument for this. Okay. Um, based on currently happening things. We, we do have the... Um, currently ongoing uh, i believe hit uh disney plus series ahsoka which is just a dude's mary sue oc that they put in star wars <laughs> i can only assume that it's the best star wars series 
Oh, it. She, Ahsoka is probably my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember Ahsoka from um, one of the animated shows. Wasn't she like Anakin's apprentice or something? Yes, yes. Darth Vader's uh, uh, young apprentice that no one ever knew about. <laughs> but she's so cool and she survived the Jedi Purge and she's the best Jedi ever and she wins every fight and so on and so forth. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the thing is, she's a, she's just that fun, though. <laughs> There's a way of doing it fun, and I think there's, like, I think a lot of times people will, like, read a fic or whatever and be like, I have other problems with this story, but uh, the easiest target is that this character is overpowered, and I don't want this kid to have any fun, so I'm gonna fucking Mm -hmm. call their shit out, and it's like, well... There's other ways of fostering that, and a lot of times... It's not fun for other reasons having to do with their writing that they Mm -hmm. need to improve on by practicing, Mm -hmm. which is very normal because these are children Mm -hmm. writing stories. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, it's one thing to send constructive criticism and be like, oh, there's like these things about the story I like and like, oh, you could even be like, Hey, I'm not a huge fan of this, like, really overpowered character, but, like, if you want to keep them, here's ways of doing it. Obviously, it's more, that's more something if people, like, ask for help. There's a lot of strange etiquette around, like, specifically fanfic that makes it. I often think weird, but. No, go ahead. I was just Um, saying, like, if I'm telling, like, if I'm showing someone a story, just like a regular story. I don't like fanfic or anything. Just like a story. And I'm like, what do you think of these characters? I want their opinions. But I'm also mm-hmm. like an adult asking for opinions on these characters that I'm hoping are interesting to read. Mm-hmm. I often think about that Tumblr post that was like, do you take constructive criticism? Yeah, it sucks. It's no criticism, bro. <laughs> yeah, I do. It sucks. It sucks. Okay. Because um, I feel like, yeah, if people put things online you're, and you can write a review, um, that's super valid. But also writing a review is not the same as saying, I hate you and everything you do and your all your characters suck. And this is the worst 10 minutes of my life. Just cl- click on that little cross and don't. Um, but yeah, give constructive criticism. Be like, I didn't like it because of this. Um, that's that's already ways better. Uh, I think there's also a difference between posting a story online and being like, yeah, give me feedback and sharing an original character or an original ID and being like, this is my cool thing. Look at it. Yeah, there is a big difference there. Like if you're asking for feedback or you're not. And a lot of times people are just like post And... <laughs> You know, I have my problems with that because it's like, you know, some people like it's like, oh, I want to see this person become a better writer. But mm-hmm. if it's, it, it gets a little weird if it's like, oh, this person is just posting like porn about characters. They like, like, you're probably not going to yeah. give them critiques on that unless they're like, I am hey, so someone- tempted to look at the reviews of, of like rated E fanfics now to see what the people are saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think a lot of times people are just like, this is hot. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like probably. a review of, like, on, you know, like, if someone posted a review on, like, a Pornhub video, they're just like, damn, she hot. Damn, Nikki <laughs> Robbie's. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That makes so much sense. Um, I just didn't know what I would write on such <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't really post on those, even if I'm reading <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend I haven't, you know. But like, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> cool, I guess. Good story. I think you could work on the plot a little. <laughs> I'm reading this for the plot. <laughs> Sometimes I I have read e stories for the plot. Though. I'm like, this is actually really good, and I don't really care that there's sex scenes in it. It's like whatever. <laughs> I love it when they make that shit skippable. It's like a super, it's, it's like an option. Do I feel like reading the smut today or can I skip it? Okay. I think we're like starting to get into like talking yeah, about we're, abuse and fanfic and stuff. Yeah, we're getting off topic. This one's on me. Yeah. Uh, also, no, in Fast totally 11. Cool. Um, is there something? I just don't want to keep you up. Yeah, is there something someone's like, yeah, I, I really need to mention this this episode or. Shall we bring it to a close? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sure there's stuff I left out. I'm sure there's stuff I'm going to post about in the Discord oh, when yeah. this goes up. And I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. I forgot to talk about all this stuff that I do. And I forgot to talk about how if I read my, like, if I squint my eyes and I read my NaNoWriMo from, like, a decade ago, I can see these fucking gay characters in them or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did threaten... Like, when we were coming up with ideas for this episode, I did threaten, like, hey, what if I just talked about my NaNoWriMo from, like, sophomore year of high school? (laughs) (laughs) I guess, uh, I guess listeners write it, and if you want to hear me talk about that, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just, I'm going to be slightly embarrassed about it, but I will talk about it if people are interested. I'm super curious about it every time i started it i ended up like stopping after day two absolutely fair i don't do it anymore for a variety of reasons mostly related to mental health (laughs) Mm, yeah Yeah, that that does a thing to a person huh but uh yeah unless spike has anything i think i'm good yeah i think we're all good then this is a noise based podcast um, yeah, you can find on noise dot x y z on x x y z. Yeah, um, there's loads of cool noise based podcasts, um, and you should be listening to all of them. But I think that's physically impossible. Uh, <laughs> so pick one that you like and listen to that one. So true. I'm gonna let Morg do the uh, social media since they oh, set sure. that up. Um, you can find this podcast on our co-host and tumblr at uh check out this guy all one word uh check out this guy.tumblr.com i think it might be co-host.org slash check out this guy um and i also do post about it on like other sites i just you know don't use twitter but i have posted about it on there like once i have posted about it on blue sky (laughs) but uh and then, yeah, you can also find our Discord, which is linked in those, as well as 
on this podcast episode, I believe. I think I'm relink or I think you guys link the whatever. Emery um, does the posting. Um I'm not qualified <laughs> for that. It's all good. Uh and yeah, actually you wanna join our Discord because that's where you can find Spike. That's the only place you can yeah. find Spike. So they they won't let me out. Please release me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta be contained within the Discord. You're you're our only selling point. <laughs> oh, oh well, I don't believe the latter part of that. But yeah, containing me within the Discord might be good for the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're contained within those 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 that server. Um, but also uh-huh. what's contained is uh, we stream on both Mondays and Fridays. Mondays is at the moment is Toku Mondays. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it it's either about to or already has switched over to being Digi Mondays again. Ooh. Right. Which I think is going to be um, Save? Digimon Savers. Yeah. And Fridays, Emery does a drawing stream. Sometimes we do other stuff. Like, we streamed yep. fucking the newest Transformers movie on Thursday. Really? And I would not have survived without the support of my friends. <laughs> I wish I was um, awake for that. Yeah, but, like, we were talking, we might be doing more bad movies <laughs> in the future. Yeah, it's just, it's tough because it's, like, it has to be when people are out of work and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the people streaming are unfortunately in the U.S., so it becomes... Yeah. <clears throat> we'll find yeah. something for the for the Euros. If you're in, yeah. in Europe, um, the best you can get is chatting with me during those European hours. Um, that's it, because I have nothing to stream. Maybe I will... I don't know. On a weekend, I could probably be like streaming stuff for European people, but anyway, we'll see. I already kind of did your plug. Sorry, Spike. <laughs> no, no, it's good. You're just making my job easy. So I guess I will go with my own plugs. Um, you can find me on Tumblr, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Haunting the Morgue. You can find me at co-host at uh gengar you can find me on my other podcasts um i'm gonna maybe stop plugging forward forward re-zero but it is there and it is good the episodes that are out uh about uh re-zero uh and then the sonic shuffle a random and holistic sonic lore podcast there's a lot of episodes of that so that's one of the noise-based podcasts you could listen to. Hey, <laughs> they're good podcasts. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how to take a compliment. Um, yeah, Elvira, where can we find you? You can find me on Tumblr, matchroomcouton.tumblr.com. Um, that's where I'm most active right now. I will make something to oversee all my other social media. Don't look for me on Twitter anymore. I've given up. Yeah. It doesn't exist anyway. Like, you could find me at Haunting the Morgue, but that's just to find my other links to other places. It's so tragic that that social media just stopped existing. Um, so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, do we have a closing yet? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I haven't been on the last two episodes. So I wasn't was- on the last one. Spike, Spike, Spike what, do we, what have you got? Did we come up with anything? <laughs> um, We're going to be 20 episodes in and be like coming up with something on the spot still. It's fine. Yeah, just something related to the episode. Be self-indulgent uh, about your OCs. Yes, absolutely. Do that thing and let us know about uh, your self-indulgency. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the podcast for this week. Yeah, let us know about your self indulgence, guys. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Bye.